0: Hello sports fans. This is Sellout Sports. I'm Tori Rich joined by Mike Mawson. and this is the Sellout Sports podcast because we need to start being more specific Mike because websites coming, t-shirts are coming, merchandise, um, Sellout Sports movie, book, magazine, all those things. It's a lot of it's stuff. A, yeah, no it's all of it. Just the two of us. Like it's not it's not going to be too much work at all. No big no. deal. Okay, kidding aside, website definitely T-shirts, maybe. I mean apparel, maybe, right? Like like that might that might actually happen. But uh because we're sellout sports. That's, you know. And and it's still it's ambiguous, you know? It could be that we're sellouts, it could be that we're selling out the arena, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, sellout sports, uh sellout sports the the stand up, the you know, like uh like stand up comedians. what is it uh the Roastmaster, what's his name? You know who I'm talking about. I, I don't I know I, I can't. Him and Dave Attell doing the
1: uh, – Jeff Ross. Jeff, Jeff Ross, Ross. and yeah. Dave Attell.
0: Like, you and I will do the you know the the dueling mics thing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, podcasts go on tour these days. Yeah, so,
0: so uh, there you go. So, uh, I mean, we're going to be on Radio Row someday at, at the Super Bowl. Yeah. So uh, – I don't know if the NFL will allow us
1: on Radio the, Row. Um, yeah. they have been pretty the, critical of – Shh. If we <laughs> – I mean, they're not going to like do their Today's research, a new day, right? You know, like we can, we can <laughs> do <you> th- <laughs> we can start being pro NFL as of, uh, just to get moment. on,
0: just to get on radio row. I don't know, man. Sellout. I feel like that's what everybody, I feel like that's what everyone else is doing though. Like you, you can sell out, but you can't just do what everyone else is doing. That's fair. Cause otherwise you're not going to, otherwise you're not going to stand, stand apart. We still got to keep our integrity. Uh, like it's kind of counterintuitive. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hit the music. All right, well, as, basketball you, as you have officially, no- as you have noted, it really is basketball season now. It's January. The games are starting to matter. You're starting to see, you know, who's actually going to separate themselves from the pack. Um, you know, I'm starting to develop some, you know, some appreciation for a few teams. Uh, I mean, OKC's been on a tear lately. I kind of like the Kings, which, you know, I, th- I think surprises even you would probably surprise anybody that's a listener, you know, given... The uh, Sabonis antics g- a little uh, bit. Well, Sabonis and they're just like—I mean—they're definitely not a defensive team. I mean, uh, Fox is obviously a good defensive player, but like they're not really a defensive team. But uh, you know, again, I like the—I like the pace. I like to put in pressure on other teams' defenses. Kind of—it's wh- another way to wear wear them
1: down. You know what I mean? Still a battle of wills. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and and that's what we had Thursday night. Um, Thursday night was the beginning of the NBA season in my eyes. Um, usually. It's around Christmas time. The NFL kind of did steal Christmas. I I have to say they they really did this year. Yeah, and I and I and I don't condone it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't I don't appreciate it. So we lasted. I mean, frankly, uh, about, I don't. We lasted about forty five seconds. We lasted a theme song being pro <laughs> NFL. So that's how long it lasted.
0: <laughs> no, I, like I mean, I, I on that front, I don't really like the NFL honing in on you know more and more, um, you know. Uh, sections of the of the yearly media cycle you know like they push the draft back a little bit further OTAs you know like now the NFL is a year-long sport and it's like it's like I don't know I'm okay with a break from it and also I'm okay with a break from sports period on the holidays I would rather just be able to chill with my family and not have to think about sports I can't remember who actually posted that that they were annoyed by it too it was like a it was an NFL analyst like like yeah it's actually kind of annoying that I have to you know have to work on Christmas you know um, I don't know. Uh, I I'd be okay with no NBA, no no NFL either. You know what I mean? Either one. I guess I guess if it falls on a Sunday, it falls on
1: a Sunday. But whatever. I but, personally like sports. Call me a piece of shit on, on um, holidays,
0: but um, I I do understand. I won't call you a piece of shit that's, if if that's how you like to celebrate. It's
1: just I've just uh, Thanksgiving's different, you know. Christmas, I, I guess I just want to leave alone. But I don't know. See, I don't get it on Thanksgiving, so I think I I have a taste for it, and so Christmas I get that.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. But anyway, your point being though is now this NBA season has been anointed. It is uh, you know, we've we you had a couple of classics on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, on and TNT, the TNT crew was doing its thing as well, um, which is, you know, just not just as much a part, but it does play a part in, you know, it is the NBA season when you see Shaq and uh Kenny. Kenny's gonna go run to the board and Shaq's laying down at the board so we can't beat him to the race and you know and uh you know it's just it's fun. And um
0: I do love that crew. Like uh, like even though I'm not a huge NBA or, fan yeah, or, 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 or my the NBA fan MC for, yeah. yeah.
1: It's it's you don't even have to be a basketball fan, I I don't think, to watch that right. show. I mean they're very knowledgeable basketball analysts and obviously former players but it's just it's good television no matter what
0: i mean whoever talked Shaq and barkley into working together because they hated each other as as players you know what i mean like i mean i'm sure they paid them very well in order to say we want you two in the same room but they're great together
1: you know draymond could be the next one uh we'll
0: see see i won't have the same appreciation he's good
1: he's good have you have you heard him at all (sighs) yet? so stupid though have you heard him at all yet i no. i've heard some of his podcasts i just think I just think he's yeah, I don't I actually haven't I've never listened to his podcast, but his um, you know, he joins the TNT crew when the Warriors are out of the playoffs or <laughs> not when he's suspended. Um <laughs> but he joins them sometimes and uh it's pretty good stuff. But back to the Thursday's games, uh obviously the first one Bucks beat San Antonio 125, 121 in San Antonio. First time we get to see Giannis and Wemby uh play each other. Uh they played Milwaukee and San Antonio played each other earlier. I, I think Giannis missed it. It was, it was either Giannis or, or Wemby. I, I forget who. Um, but we get to see old guard versus new guard. Yeah, kinda. and and like this is what makes basketball so great. Uh, we talk a lot about the evolution of athletes and how they get better and better. You see that. I don't think there's really a argument to be made here. You see that the most with basketball, just because of the fact there's only five players on at the time and how their athleticism translates into success on the court. Um well these are just enormous bodies doing this thing. Like yeah I mean the, the
0: smallest guys in the NBA are are big wide receivers in the NFL. Like most of them. Most of them. I mean like yeah. I mean what's what's Lillard? Is he six one, six two that's six a, two. That's yeah. a that's a that's a solid that's a that's a nice Possible Z number one wide receiver, you know, right. And he's
1: and, and he's tiny on the court. Yeah, and he it's not like he's scrawny either. He's he's built. Yeah, yeah. When he exactly. Looks.
0: No, he would be a wide receiver, yeah. right? Six two, 200 probably. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, he's he's a he's a classic X or Z or maybe
1: safety. Yeah, yeah. and then you want to talk about size, obviously Wemby and you know, uh, Giannis is like that guy is not seven three after the game. I don't know if you caught that. He's like that dude is seven four, seven five. I don't care what he is, but he is not seven three. Uh, CBS has enlisted at seven four. Yeah. Okay. Uh Giannis thought he was seven. He was listed at seven three, but regardless, um, I mean they just went at it. Giannis forty four, Wemby thirty nine. But back back to my point about athleticism. Like you go back ten. Like let's just go back ten years. Okay, so you see what Wemby does on the court Thursday night, uh, blocking shots at the rim, hustling up the court, and stepping into a semi transition three on the other end. And that was in a clutch situation. He blocked Lillard at the rim. Uh, with less than two minutes left, and then he steps up and hits uh, three to tie the game with under 90 seconds left, right? O- obviously, Giannis has been doing it for years, coming out the rim, um, displayed his three Thursday night, hit two big threes in the final three minutes as well. You got two guys over seven feet that can bring the ball up like that. Giannis is obviously very, very physical as well. Like, let's just go back 10 years, okay? L- Let's do this. The NBA All-Stars 2014. I'm going to read them to you. Ready? Dwayne Wade, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, okay. Paul George, Carmelo Anthony. Reserves. Joakim Noah, Roy Hibbert, Chris Bosh, Paul Millsap, John Wall, Joe Johnson, DeMar DeRozan. Western Conference. Stephen Curry, Kobe, KD, Blake Griffin, Kevin Love, Dwight Howard, Marcus Aldridge, Dirk, Chris Paul, James Harden, Tony Parker, Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis. Not one of those players resembles what the skill package that Wemby possesses now as a rookie, or really Giannis either. Anthony Davis is kind is the closest one, but he's not quite what Wemby is. He's not 7'4. Um, he doesn't have the handles of Wembenyama. It's just like these are basketball is trending into like a direction that it hasn't seen before with like athletes that are like people are just getting bigger and they're just becoming guards at seven feet yeah, tall.
0: I could think, I mean, obviously uh Wemby's so much bigger, uh so much taller, I should say. He's yeah. not big. Yeah, He's yet. not big. I think, I think, you know, hopefully he'll fill out. And then I think his game will just, you know, his game will be unbelievable. Cause I was impressed. Also, I got to do it to you. I got to correct you. It was, uh, it was 27 points, but only in 26 minutes for Wemby. Oh, it was, okay. it was, it was, it the that had 34, Oh, okay. but, uh, but uh, but yeah, in only, only twenty six minutes, which you know, it, you you talked about this before the show. I like this what you said. Like, yeah, Pop Pop isn't gonna run him into the ground because they're not going anywhere this year, right? So, get him the minutes to get him experience, but don't beat him up. Pop's um, a great
1: coach for for and his future success. And, and uh, Wembenyama's like he's an advocate for himself. He has a coach just for you know falling correctly, which is a big thing, um, just so he doesn't get hurt. Right. Um. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, you you
0: mentioned the block and the and then coming down in transition three, uh, in a clutch situation. A little bit earlier though, I did like the play just because it was him dueling with Giannis in that backdoor cut.
1: Yeah, that was because that shows
0: for for a young player, like you gotta you gotta set a guy up for that a little bit, right? It's savvy. It's like so. It's like it's savvy at what eighteen? Is he eighteen or nineteen? He's nineteen now.
1: He just turned um, – tw- I think, yes, last night might have been his 20th birthday.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So still, but very young, um, obviously a very young body. I mean, just like he's so scrawny. He's, like, he's, his body looks ridiculous out there, right? Like and I'm not picking on him. It's just like he's young. Um, you know, I hope he does hit the weights. I hope he doesn't do the Durant thing, you know? <laughs> but um, I know it might – you know, they say it messes up your shot and everything. Like did it mess up LeBron's shot? Because he obviously lifts fucking weights. So
1: Yeah, it's just – um, it's crazy – 'Cause like Giannis is like the extreme example of like Giannis was super scrawny when he came into the league. But it's crazy because when Giannis came into the league, he was he wasn't a developed basketball player, really. He was Wemby obviously has some polish on him oh, already. Very, very polished. Giannis was a freak, you know, measurables. Mm-hmm. He was scrawny, but he had the length and he had the size. He wasn't the best ball handler. I mean, he didn't impact the league as a rookie. I mean, Wemby is second in blocks, and yes, you mentioned he's going after Giannis on certain, you know, backdoor cuts, and you know, he took it to the hole on him a couple times as well. He's also like this should be mentioned. He was going up against Brook Lopez, who leads the league in blocks. Wemby's two, Brook Lopez is one. He posterized Brook Lopez. I don't even care about the throwing it off the backboard and you know, like. He was showboating there, which is cool. Like you know, naturally. Yeah, Telebox but it really game, wasn't
0: because he was about to travel. Like really, there was.
1: Can he travel though? I mean, two strides for Wemby is probably. That's what
0: I'm saying, though. That's like it's it's so crazy because that was from the top. Like I think he was well outside the top of the key. Yeah. Did you and... see the
1: video earlier this year where he dunked over? Uh, Thomas Bryan, I think it was, and he wasn't. He yes, was that's the one.
0: I I, I I did it on our socials. It was the Space Jam one.
1: Yeah, he his <laughs> he was outside of the restricted area, like not like yeah. not his arms, like his whole body. And then Thomas Bryant, like it was a preseason game, and then yeah. Thomas Bryant just looks at the bench and shrugs. What am supposed are, to do there? Well, yeah, what the hell am
0: I supposed to do about that? But it was it was like the Michael Jordan Space Jam, like, like yeah. I
1: think you mentioned it. Um, watching some highlights b- before we went on. You're like it looks like he's like I'm. This would be like me holding a baseball. Like there there was one. Yeah, he went up. Basketball.
0: He went up for like a you know like a sky hook or whatever. But he wasn't like he wasn't like cradling the ball. He was like palming it. Like and yeah, it it looked like me holding a softball. Like that's it it was crazy. Like like the to have that kind of control over the ball up in midair. With the left, you know, is he lefty or no? no. Yeah. yeah So with his left hand too, I I remember the specific play. There were a few ones from that game. I was like, wow. Like he, um, I don't know, man. He, he was obviously worth the pick because if they were actually giving him the minutes that a number one pick usually get, you know, probably more like 32 to
1: 34, probably 32,
0: 34 minutes. Like, yeah, he'd be averaging. He'd be right there in that 24, 25 points a game already, um, would likely lead the league in, in blocks. Cause he's right there, yeah. so he's already a rim protector. He's already rebounding, and like knock on wood, he's
1: staying healthy too.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I think he think he does need to bulk up a little bit. I don't think he needs to get get crazy with it. Um, yeah, he doesn't
1: need to be Giannis size.
0: Um, no, he doesn't need to be Giannis size. But it, I just I would love to see him not be Durant. I guess you know what I mean. I just I, I just have some hate for Durant. There's a... There's this video that Jake sent to me. So, like, if you're listening for the first time, my little brother's been on the show a couple of times, and uh, so he sent me a video a, a long time ago of Durant benching 315, no fucking shot. And here's the thing: so because of, because of Durant's personality, Jake sent it this to me. A, I got to
1: see this. Uh, yeah, this.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll try to find it in our texts actually. So they show the weight 315. You know what I mean? And it looks like it's a legit 315 but then they zoom in on Durant and you can't see the weight anymore. So it's like two guys, I feel. And like, if you lift weights, you know what like a tough lift looks like. And it was like, it just, it didn't travel the way that, you know what I mean? So like, I I feel like two guys came in on the side and like lifted it for him. Um, And just nobody cares because he's KD. But to me, it's funny because like, because it was something that bothered him. He said it in the beginning of the video. He was like, yeah, you know, 185, I couldn't do it one time. And then, like supposedly five years later, his body didn't change that much. Nah, you know what I
1: mean? No, it didn't. So,
0: no, dude, dude
1: for him to be benching, I mean, 315, he was a, he was a kid at that point, right? So he will get stronger. No, he'll get he a goes. little old
0: man strength for sure. But like, no, but not three fifteen at that at that yeah, arm not 130 length,
1: not one hundred thirty pounds. Like <laughs> that doesn't account for grown man strength. No, and the, and like I said, the way
0: it moved, like it looked like that he would have had a couple more reps to go. Like the way it moved, and it just didn't. You have to control 315 coming down and everything like that. And, well, you know, honestly, an impressive bench for a guy of his, you know, weight and arm length, and it would probably be like, you know, like 260, 275, that that range. You know what I mean? Then I'd actually be like, okay, that's respectable.
1: He's a fucking freakishly long person. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know who does 260 in his sleep is Giannis. And uh, you got to respect. I need you to put some respect on Giannis's name for a second. This 44 point outing comes on the heels of a back-to-back both road games by the way uh Wednesday night they were in Indiana uh you know that that rivalry they India the Pacers took both of those games actually uh New Year's Day and and January 3rd after they stole Giannis's ball they they took a couple wins too (laughs) um but you know it doesn't sit out comes back you know nationally televised game and comes ready to play um I think he was feeling it out a little bit in the first half and then and then once Wemby kind of started to go off, you really saw it. You you saw it switch. Um, one play is uh, not even one play. Just he finished at the rim. Giannis did, and then uh, the cameras caught him kind of doing like a like a half smile. Like that's when you know Giannis is it. Like you know you know Kobe Bryant's look when he was on the yeah. court, right? Like Giannis kind of has that too, not to the same degree by any means. Like no, no disrespect to Kobe, but Giannis has that where like you see it flip for him really quick and and that happened thursday night yeah he he
0: he seems to play well angry like you don't want to get him angry
1: or just or or just you know the back and forth you know
0: like i mean just obviously i'm gonna go to football but as much as as i don't like either one of them it was obviously really fun to watch the mahomes allen back and forth right uh in that afc yeah that that was that was the no that was the divisional game but um but obviously a great game um even though they changed the rule for Josh Allen and he hasn't won an overtime yet. Um, anyway. You'll get there, Josh. Yeah, he will. He will. But, uh, you know, to your point, too, uh, you know, I wanted to go back. You're talking about the evolution of the game. And you, you bring up a good point. I, I had a couple that I I, I kind of pushed back on because Durant's kind of he's, – he's a Wemby comp. He's obviously he's in the, shorter. He's, but in he's the elk, yeah. Um, but then, you know, Blake Griffin was was an athletic big man at the time. Not
1: um, not in that sense though. Blake Griffin's a traditional athletic big man. So like, you say, you're
0: saying you're like saying six ten, like at but, the rim, but not doesn't the stretch ball out. Up. Yeah, doesn't not, stretch out the defense. Not okay. shooting
1: a three really. He he could shoot a three every now and then, but not really.
0: Okay, so Davis and Durant are probably the only ones that you can kind of put in that category. Yeah. But and now, they're
1: and they're still modern players, I guess. So like like that was like them bringing it into the NBA, and now it's it's. Evolved into Wemby. Those those, in those those, those, those guys were the OGs of That's yeah. what you're saying. But, yeah. uh, um, and I, I mean, like obviously Kevin, LeBron, Kevin Garnett could have been like, not freak athlete, but kind of like bring the ball up, shoot the three and then attack the rim. Like he could have been, if he was, if he played in today's NBA, seven like, years younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you.
0: Yeah. His, Cause his game would have translated. Yeah. And he's one of those guys that would have done whatever it takes to, to be an effective, You know, a center that can be on the court for 39 minutes, like that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, So... Yeah. And then, like, look, yeah, like look, looking at some of these centers, like you said, yeah, Kim Noah, Roy Hibbert. Um, yeah. Traditional back to the basket, just uh, grab rebounds. And I mean, even Bosch, Bosch wasn't like a hyper athlete. He was an outside shooter, but he wasn't yeah, hyper athletic. So that, that's but, the one
1: I thought you were going to push me back on because he, he stretched the floor, but it wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't an athlete, though. Yeah. yeah. I, and, I got you. And, and I have no hate for traditional. Like, I, I think there's a place for traditional like big yeah, man yeah. clogged the lane set so, like Andre Drummond I wish he was on the Celtics I love Andre Drummond he's grabbing 17 rebounds a game for the Bulls with Nikolai Vucevic out right now like I want that I want like I there give that man 17 minutes a night and you, then you, you and don't the want your holiday
0: to be the Celtics leading rebounder then, then anymore the
1: playoffs give him give him six minutes a night and just like just bruise up the the other team like put him on, on well i He's not laterally quick. I guess that's kind of one fault of his, but put him on Joel Embiid for five, six minutes and just make him make Joel sore, you know, make him think twice about even going into the post. Well, actually, that, that, that's something I wanted to bring up. Uh, keep talking for
0: a second because I wanted to look this up and I, I lost it. So, uh, traditional centers. But, um, well, I was going to say also, um, or you got to be Jokic, right? Where you're like,
1: you know, you're not athletic. Cause he's not really athletic at no, all. But he's he's just, not. I mean, you he, can, you can, I don't even know if you can slide a piece of paper under his, uh, <laughs> under his leap. I mean, talk about somebody that just defies, uh, basketball. And just kind of
0: breaks the, I don't know. He just breaks the mold as far as what you're looking for in scouting. Right.
1: Like, yeah, um, I mean, I mean, he had a couple, of, uh, there was a couple steals in transition and it was, I think it was a back-to-back plays, uh, Thursday night. And, uh, he was there to kind of like make a play and he's a big body. So you don't want to go into him, but they just like the player would just rise over him and he just wouldn't jump. <laughs> it's just like, okay, fair enough.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. And I mean, that's not really necessarily where his value is. So this is a, this is a just interesting statistics here though. And given their age, um, cause we were talking about how many minutes like Wemby's getting and, and you know, again, for good reason, cause they're not going anywhere this year. Um, but Giannis and Lillard at their age, averaging 35 minutes and 35.3 minutes a game, uh, respectively at this stage of the season, you are only going to ramp that up as the season
1: goes along generally. Right. Like, uh, um, not now, no, not now after the all-star break a little bit. Um, but it, it's really just like right before playoffs, you start to ramp that up.
0: Um, Okay. Well, I mean, I, I get that there's a lull, but what I'm, you know, and you do get the all-star break and then you get, and then you kind of work guys back in after the all-star break and and so on. But what I'm saying is like, that's a pretty high minute total at this stage of the season. And so then Jason Tatum on the Celtics also, uh, he's 36.8 minutes a game. I understand he's younger, but this is, this has been a criticism even going back to Brad Stevens days where like, they didn't use the bench enough in the regular season. Uh, how do you feel about that criticism?
1: I don't I don't buy it. You need to have the continuity of of your lineup. Um I'm for not necessarily players taking like nights off, but like Yeah, you want a Peyton Pritchard to get valuable minutes when he can. And there's opportunities to do that throughout the season. I mean, you look at tonight. Tonight against the Jazz. It's a blowout. And, you know, you have the reserves in for the majority of the second half. Um, I think it comes naturally. Don't put your guys in positions where it doesn't make sense for them to be in. Like, if you're trailing by 25 entering the fourth, just call it. It's a long season. There's 82 games. Like, if you're a team like the Celtics, if you're a team like the Bucks, you know, if you're a team like the Lakers, even who are, you know, j- fighting for position right now, and they're an older team, right? Like you don't like, especially with the history of Anthony Davis, just don't risk it. Let, let the ninth man on your bench. Maybe he gets hot. Maybe he can enter the rotation and, you know, maybe he can fill a role for the rest of the year, even if it's just a few weeks and help you win a few games. Like it's, uh, you know, it people say it's a mister. It's a make or miss league. Right. And people will get hot and people will get cold and you just kind of have to ride those, those hot hands. And I mean, Jason Tatum average 36 and Giannis and Dame, I, I specifically don't have a problem with because they're still trying to figure out how to play together. Right. Like they haven't, they don't have that continuity. They're still trying to figure, I mean, they're not playing up to their caliber <laughs> right now. Um, They're still trying to figure that out and they they better figure it out before the playoffs come, because you match up against. Uh, I mean, the Sixers are looking really good right now.
0: Yeah, um, and then I, you know, so like when it comes to the Celtics, like, I, I, and I guess the uh, the criticism on the, the other criticism against the Celtics has been, where, you know, they take those guys out, or sometimes even with them still in, they let teams back into the game. They don't put their they don't put their foot on their neck. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, and, and it that, seems like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But so maybe is it does the Celtics bench just need to be stronger? So, you, like, is that way? like, do they, do they just not
1: trust the bench? Is that is that pot, possibly I mean, you, part of the problem? You need, um, I think I might have said this before. Doc Rivers says, uh, you go into the playoffs hoping for nine, needing eight, trusting, st- or, yeah, H- hoping for nine, trusting eight, playing seven, and, and sticking with six, really. Like, you're cutting your rotation down a lot uh come playoff time finals your
0: well, come playoff time, but I'm again, I'm saying in the regular season to make sure you don't let one or two games slip away, you know you still need that bench to be strong enough I mean I mean those guys get a ring too, right like so those guys get paid
1: too, yeah uh, I guess I guess the identity for the Celtics in particular since you brought them up is they're confident enough in their roster um this has been their uh thought process in years past at least is just like. We're confident no matter where we go. Like if we're the number two seed versus the number one, we're confident we can win on the road. And uh, again, it showed last playoffs. I mean, they were they were like, uh, were they under five hundred? Yeah, yeah,
0: they they only won on the road last year. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it was uh and (laughs) yeah the having a higher seed uh worked against them unfortunately last year. But when you have that much talent, yes, home court matters, but um you want your guys healthy. I I don't know. I, I don't see it as a big deal.
0: Uh, well, um but yeah, having uh I don't know, T- Tatum's like been in the top you know, in, in total minutes too because he doesn't miss he hasn't really missed games. So he's been he's been like among the lead leaders in minutes period. Um it's just something that doesn't really get talked about a lot that he, that he that he plays a lot of minutes and he doesn't miss games. Um, you know, knock on wood, I guess, but, um, that's, that's, that's kind of been yeah, the case.
1: Jalen's so I... missed some, you know, not a lot. He's been pretty re- reliable himself, but yeah, Tatum really has been, been pretty reliable. So, uh, anyway, I think this might be the sellout sports curse on them, unfortunately, but we'll see. <laughs> well, I, uh, see, so yeah,
0: I let you, I, I let it go down a basketball rabbit hole a little bit. Cause we, cause we still have to talk about the other classic, um, from last night, uh, the nuggets over the warriors. This uh, this was wild. I, um, you know, you and I watched this one. The recap and uh, the, the Warriors outscored, excuse me, the the Nuggets outscored the Warriors twenty four to five, twenty five to four in the final seven
1: minutes of the game. Uh, the yeah. war- Warriors just imploded uh, defensively, and, the, and it was like it was at the snap of a you know out, out of your fingers too, because they were looking vintage Warriors. Steph Curry shimmying down the court after making a three pointer in the you know contested three pointer in the corner. They go up 14, 17, whatever it is. And you're like, okay, that game's over. And it's just, most nights, that's the case. Almost every night, that's the case. And the Nuggets just, they showed so much resolve to to fight back. Michael Porter Jr., it's funny, like, going back and watching the recap, right? Michael, they kick it out. I think Jamal Murray kicks it out to Michael Porter Jr. on the wing for, or no, excuse me, Aaron Gordon on the wing for a three. You know, pretty open three. You're expected to make those. There's about four or five minutes left. If he doesn't make that to cut it to 14, 11, whatever it was at the case, like they probably don't win. And it's just like one of those things where everything kind of has to go right and uh, everything did go right for the nuggets in, in the final like six minutes.
0: I think uh, I mean, that's a great point. It's like I mean, you look at a lot of, uh, again, I do this with football all the time, but like just that butterfly effect, the, the Patriots and Falcons. I mean if one if one play in that second half goes a different way, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it was almost like everything went the Patriots' way in the second half and the Falcons completely right. imploded. Right. Um, you know. But it's a, but that's that's what championship teams do is I think I think they just I don't even think there was like thinking about the comeback. It was just thinking about when the next oh, possession, no, when the next wasn't. possession. Yeah, you know? it definitely
1: wasn't. But and like it, in the in the you know, a larger, you know, uh approach from ten feet looking down, it's like those little plays. Cause if he misses that, then you're pressing a little more on defense, you're probably following, you're getting into the bonus a little earlier and then it throws everything off. Right
0: No, And I, and as much as, as great as Jokic is, and he's obviously awesome. Like he's surrounded with championship caliber players and it, like, I don't know how much of an impact he has on the rest of them, but these guys are just like, they're
1: all cold as ice. You know what I mean? They, they, they just, from what I've seen from the nuggets, yes, it's, Jamal it's just, Murray is a dog. I mean, you, sh- you, you saw it most of the night he was backing guys down, uh, you know, his size even some bigger guys and he would he was back him down right before the post and the little step back mid-range J, like uh, just he was on one it was it was a really interesting game because it every it seemed like almost every impact player took a turn just dominating the game for like a stretch of three or four <laughs> minutes um i mentioned steph curry with his step backs uh he, you know he dominated late in the game Play Thompson had 15 in the first half.
0: Pegemski with a couple of corner threes yeah, down there. stretch.
1: The, he couldn't miss for a little bit. He could, you know, a, a anything he wanted, he was getting in. Aaron Gordon, I think he finished with 30. Um, cut, very, like very said, solid a, a minutes. Few,
0: a few big threes. Um, and then speaking of can't miss, Jokic. Yeah. So, so what was it was. It was through four and a half games. He had missed five shots. Is it was thirty three to thirty seven. I believe at a halftime.
1: Uh, f- yeah, four and a half of the games.
0: of the f- fifth game. Yeah. So he had a bad night last night,
1: going thirteen Thir- to sixteen. Yeah, inefficient. Somebody, you know, pass the ball, Jokic. What are you doing? Yeah. Um. Except don't pass the ball when there's uh, three point six seconds left. And, that's that's and unbelievable for a,
0: for a guy that shoots threes, including a game winning thirty nine footer. For a guy that and shoots threes, that,
1: that he's demanding all the attention. Like you know, he can pass, so you have to respect him. But and he, and he can't still, and he can't jump over guys. It's just like, how does he create? Like, he's still getting three three defenders looking at him every time he has the ball, whether they're blitzing him or not. Yeah, there's there's six eyes looking at him every time he touches the ball. And to be that efficient, it's, it is. It's just unheard of. And uh,
0: it's funny, I didn't even see this note of yours. Um, you know, that. Last night, obviously, meant something to him because he doesn't show a lot of
1: emotion. No. And he was fired up. That was... I think he was more emotional than when he won the... Like, he showed more emotion, that's for damn sure, than when they won the championship last June. Yeah. Like, he he ran over to his teammates and... Was yeah, he was.
0: Who was that? Was it the Suns owner that tried to grab the ball from him? Or yeah, like last year in the playoffs? Sons? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just like, like, what the fuck are you doing? like? <laughs> like, he barely did it. Yeah, he shoved him, but yeah, he's a tiny person and Jokic is huge. Like, of course he fell down. But we,
1: we joked about it a couple of weeks ago. Him getting ejected, he was just like, uh, "It is what it is. Uh, good like, thing uh, this game wasn't played in Serbia." <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, he was fired up. It was like it's like that's terrifying to see. He's and like,
1: the cra- like the crazy. We just said so many crazy things. One of the cra- craziest things about that this whole game that shot wasn't lucky you know like there there's a there's a there's a pinch of luck there but yeah, any 39 footer is a little bit lucky but like still like you know he practices that he has the touch and it was contested too yeah <laughs> and, and, and I, like I don't even think anybody would have been mad at him for like even if it
0: was 127 126 and he, and he took that and he missed like like nobody's gonna be mad and I'm like
1: I get what you're saying yeah yeah, just a, just a crazy game and like those are the only two games in the association Thursday night and you couldn't have asked for two better games. Nah, no,
0: that, that was fantastic. And uh, more, yeah, like definitely give me more of that down the stretch especially as football starts to fade from our consciousness, but it's definitely not there yet. Definitely definitely still uh at the forefront for got another backup month.
1: quarterbacks to watch your your theory is gonna be in, in play this week um I
0: mean we've been watching backup quarterbacks all year. Nah, so, no I'm kidding. Um but uh obviously the the playoff scenarios the uh the the million different permutations that you can come up with for uh what we end up with with seeds one through seven in each conference it's uh it's uh you know it's nut up time now and so Obviously, the craziest one that everyone's been hearing about all week is the Bills can be the two-seed or the Bills can be out of the playoffs. And uh, that Seems, that sums up the AFC for you this year. It sums um, up
1: perfectly. Ah. I
0: mean, every like, I love that yeah, because that's almost like college football atmosphere where every game is mattered. Like in the AFC, if you lose a game, you know what I mean? Like obviously it's by record and, and obviously everybody loses games in, in the NFL. But just man, down the stretch, every game mattered, especially for teams like the Bills, the Chiefs, you know, like like teams jockeying for position. It's just that's I mean, that's what's great about the you know, we talk about what's great about the NBA and the evolution of the game and everything like that for all my bitching about the NFL. And you know what I mean? Like, that's what's great about the NFL is every game matters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And now we're here and there's a lot of games of consequence in week 18 because it sucks when none of the games matter. And we've had years like that where like almost we're almost none of the games in week eighteen mattered. It's almost like a second bye week, you know. Yeah. Like, um, you don't even
1: have to watch. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Can no. I give you my uh, my dream scenario real quick? It might be a little tough to follow, but we'll we'll do our best here. Yeah, um, there's a lot of moving parts.
0: Yeah, sure. I, I I didn't make up a dream scenario, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna uh, heckle yours. Yes, I guess.
1: boo. Yeah, just chime in with booze whenever you whenever you please. So starting with the dolphins bills because it's the last game so naturally I'm going to start with that. I want the dolphins to beat the bills, okay? This is AFC. All right, no booing there. I'm I'm with it. I want the Steelers to beat the Ravens. Um I'm nervous about this because I think Huntley might just beat.
0: Hunt- this. Huntley is yeah, like Huntley's record actually isn't that great but like there were a lot of games with they could have won. Like I mean like the game against the Bengals last year, right? Right.
1: He's he's a good quarterback. He's a he's he's one of the best backups in the league. Oh yeah, definitely. And then to close out the AFC, I want, this one's tough. I want the Texans to beat the Colts. I wouldn't be upset with either of those, <clears throat> but I think the Texans are the more fun team to watch. Um, and, and the better matchup in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, like the Colts aren't going anywhere. Like
0: if they, if it would be nice to see the Colts make the playoffs just because everything they overcame, but
1: and I'm with you. So, okay. So let's let's break this up by conference so we can kind of digest it a little bit those those three games happen and kind of everything else that happens um, everything else that's expected happens oh also I need the I need the Jaguars to lose this week Um, yeah you're not yeah you're not a fan of the Jaguars yeah so that's that's the fourth that's the fourth game I need in the AFC they are who are they playing again they are playing so the Titans and so the
0: Jaguars Uh, Jacksonville would get the AFC tiebreaker if everybody. Yeah, they they have the tiebreak for the division and the four seed if they if they win, like they control, they control their own. They need to lose.
1: So so the the scenario I just gave you those three teams plus Jacksonville losing to Tennessee gives you this in the AFC Ravens remain the one seed. Then then we get uh, Texans as the seven seed at or no, excuse me, excuse me. I have this, I have this mixed up. You get the Bills as the seventh seed at two Miami. So you get a rematch of Sunday Night Football this week. Uh, I think I mean the game needs to be played, but I think uh I don't know if many people are gonna be complaining about a third matchup between those two teams. And then you get the Browns at the five seed as the five seed. Did I mess this up? How did I mess this up? There we go. You get my my playoff scenario is all out of whack. The Browns at the as the five seed. I lost my playoff scenario. Oh no, I'm in shambles, Tori.
0: Oh, did it? Did it refresh? <laughs> it <laughs> it refresh itself. Ah, shit. All right. So all right. so okay, hang on. I'll talk for a second here. So um, Steelers, yeah. Thank w- you. Uh, when it comes to the the Steelers and the Ravens one, I don't like starting Huntley. I would rather have Lamar prepare for a normal week this week and I, I don't know I mean like I, I to me I know we talked about this already but I think keeping Lamar in that mindset for as long as possible is best like I would even almost treat it like a preseason game and have Lamar go out there for a couple of series I get it it's against the Steelers the Steelers have something to play for um so just don't just don't have him run wild just be like dude get rid of the fucking ball hand it off whatever um you know, don't take any hits. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, I don't even know if you tell him that because it just, just let him prepare and, and treat this like another game. Cause you're already, he's already off for a week next week. Yeah. So, uh, I just, I don't like announcing Huntley as the starter already. Like at the very least I would have been like, I, I would have been like game time decision, you know? Yeah.
1: And obviously it doesn't matter as much for the other guys, but it was also, um, You know, Odell was out, and and they announced Zay Flowers is doubtful, and Marlon Marlon Humphrey is out as well. Um, I think Humphrey was sidelined at the end of last week. I'm not sure if he's dealing with an injury, but um, I don't believe Odell is, and I don't think Zay Flowers is either. So um, curious as to why... Zay Flowers is listed as doubtful, though makes me it tend- makes me believe that maybe he is. Let me let me ask it. you because
0: because we went we went into the preparation thing pretty pretty in depth on Tuesday. Yeah. So let me ask you this though, because we didn't really talk about this. What about keeping your division rival out of the playoffs? Is there something to be said there? Because yeah, I think there's I, there I think there's bad the way the Ra- yeah well, and the way the Ravens have been beating the shit out of everybody. Do you really think they're going to do that to a division rival right now? You know what I mean? Uh, uh, There's something to be said for keeping the Steelers out of the playoffs, right? So maybe you don't want to play Lamar, but you know Tyler Huntley can win. So why not? So maybe play,
1: maybe give him all the weapons though, right? Yeah, I get you. All right. Thank you. I got my playoff scenario. There we go. So so obviously Baltimore locked into the one. I was right. Bills, seven at two Dolphins. Again, you get that third game. Um, And then you get six Pittsburgh at Kansas City. I think that's the weakest game in the let me stop you there for a second so the bills would be seven in your scenario what does it take for the bills to
0: get knocked out jacksonville jacksonville and the and the texans win is
1: that how? yeah it? if jacksonville is in um yeah, yeah let me see here so
0: jacksonville has to lose for the bills to be in yes
1: and or jacksonville and, or,
0: and pittsburgh have to lose uh, or, or is it and or or it's or okay yeah, yeah. So the Bills are probably in. It would t- it would take a lot of shittiness for the Bills to be out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. But I want Jacksonville out. That's that's the premise of of my playoff simulator. So Pittsburgh six at Kansas City three. Again, I think that's probably the worst game out of these. Um, and I don't even think that's a bad game if Mason Rudolph plays halfway decent. Uh, the Chiefs haven't been world beaters by any means. Um, and then you get Cleveland five at Houston four. I think that would be a very, very good, fun game to watch.
0: Yes, I like that. They didn't already play this year, did they?
1: Uh, I'm not sure.
0: Let me let me look that up. Hang on. So, okay, so the Steelers, the Texans, and the the Broncos. Okay. Oh, no, the Broncos are eliminated. It's okay. So it's yeah. down to nine possible teams. Okay. So the Texans and the Steelers are outside looking in right now, but obviously, yeah, they can get in with, with some help. Yeah, so the
1: Browns didn't. Oh, yes. Th- yes they did. Christmas Eve. Browns beat the Texans 36-22.
0: Oh, that was Oh, yeah. So that was recent, but but without um without Stroud. So now we get to see yeah, with Stroud. W- without
1: Stroud with Joe Flacco. Um I
0: would love to see both yeah, of them. Yeah. Yeah, Flacco played in that one, but yeah, now I remember. Um Okay. Yeah. It's going to get it. messy, you know. And this then, is- you know, Steelers like I don't know the way. Again, the way the Chiefs have been playing, and obviously, I'd like to see the Chiefs get knocked out first round. You know, I mean, um, it probably won't happen, especially in Kansas City, right? Probably yeah, have to wait. Probably yeah. have to wait for the next round for that. Yeah, yeah. where you'd you'd probably as a three. But seat, then who knows if it's the Bills and Mahomes has to go back to Buffalo and he's all pissed off about that last one. I don't know, man. Well, Mahomes wouldn't. Or, or yeah, if they win is again, what saying, yeah, running game. So you're saying good if, defense. If the, Bills, the Chiefs. Yeah. The Chiefs could still go on a run.
1: I, it kind of would be interesting to to see the. Um, I would the like Bills to, beat the Dolphins and then uh, Patrick Mahomes having to go into Buffalo. But I'd st- I'd still I'd love to see the Ravens. You know what? I'd kind of like to see the
0: Chiefs get there and then have to go to Baltimore and get the beat down from Baltimore. Like, I guess that's
1: my dream scenario. Okay, cool. Now let me let me uh, <laughs> try to do the the NFC. Let's see how this one goes. Hopefully a little bit better than the AFC. All right. I want the Bucs to beat the Panthers. I want the Bucs to win that division. I think you do as well. I think they're the most deserving. Um, And and
0: they would still win even if... Uh, yeah, if they, it, like say the, the Panthers beat the Bucs, but if the Saints beat the Falcons, the Bucs still have the tie break. Gotcha. So. Gotcha.
1: I want the Lions to beat the Vikings... I want the Falcons to beat the Saints, pretty please. I'll, I'll put a pretty please there. I don't want the Saints in the playoffs. <laughs> um, They're my NFC team. I do not want to see make the playoffs. I want the Cardinals to beat the Seahawks. Uh, I want the Bears to beat the Packers for chaos. I think we'll touch on that game in a minute here. And then I want the Cowboys not to beat the Eagles. I want the Cowboys to beat whoever they're playing. Um, so... Um-
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Cowboys, Cowboys win the division, yeah, Yeah. because the Eagles are playing the Giants, yeah, and yeah,
1: Cowboys are playing the Commanders, Commanders, yeah. yeah. Um, So in that situation, San Francisco obviously won. Cowboys won the division; they're the two seed. They would they would host Green Bay um, with Jordan Love, and you know they're playing well. We would get the matchup that had we've been teasing right, and uh, sports media in general has been teasing at six and three. The six and three Rams going to the third seeded Detroit Lions in the you know the Jared Goff Matthew Stafford bowl, and then you get uh, the matchup that we said was a possibility as well. I believe last episode and maybe a couple episodes ago, fifth seeded Philadelphia traveling to four seed Tampa Bay, which I think we're both in agreement would be a good game.
0: Yeah, that that game, the Eagles and I mean, granted everything was close with the Eagles. From like week four on basically until they started getting their asses kicked, but uh, but yeah, um, that game was actually pretty close. And and we again, we kind of mentioned it, you know, the tush push. I keep coming back to like really the Bucks stopped one of those, and for some reason, they they gave Hurts the spot, but he didn't really get it because <laughs> because yeah. Vita, Vita Vea, you know, so um. I've been kind of rooting for the tush push to get stopped. So the Eagles would have to develop another plan. Um, you know, you can still go back to it. Right. You know what I mean? But it's just been, it's not your end all. Yeah. You've been you've like, just been like, leaning on it way too heavily. That's it. You know what I mean? Just gone to the well too many times. And yeah, I know they have trick plays off it. They even had a pass off of that it. That was now, sweet. That was nice, you know, but I feel like it's like become part of their identity, which is stupid. You know what I mean? Like, like, if I had known the touch push, push was going to become that, I would have been like, fuck it outlaw it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, no, it's a nice little, it's a nice little thing. Like, like, Hey man, it, you know, it's not up time. Let's let, let's go, let's go get a yard. But now it's like, it's like all the time. And I, I don't know. I feel like they've almost become too dependent on it. And I don't know, man, like you, you even go back to that, uh, to that thing that he said, like, it feels like it's, um, it feels like it's first and nine every right. Every, right. and, and I again I, I just feel like they actually got too too confident. Yeah, they believe it a little bit too much. Believe it a little bit too much and then like the and then the preparation went out the window. Maybe maybe the coordinators started to buy into it or something because obviously the play calling on both sides hasn't been good. The Eagles I mean, now the Eagles the Eagles somehow can't stop the run or generate a fucking pass rush. Where's that coming from? Uh, Matt Patricia. Um, that's what say, Yeah, dude. <laughs> fucking loser. Like like wears a pencil in his ear with the with the laminated play sheet what's that all about I don't, <laughs> I don't know man like that 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 that's one of the biggest blemishes on bill belichick's coaching career but let's not even let's not even go there right now making him offensive coordinators yeah I'll, of course um, yeah but uh or co-offensive coordinator <laughs> so yeah um but, but with Patricia calling the plays, it, like I, I, I knew I didn't like it from the start because he's just he's not the guy there. I, so I, I, are we ready to move on to my? Yeah. my t- so yeah, the let's, let's hear. It. Um, I know what I've said about continuity, but I say if Sirianni doesn't win a playoff game, let's say they lose this game to the Giants. Um, even if they beat the Giants, you know, if you don't win a playoff game with this roster. I I think he got to be out because I cuz I I put this on him. You know what I mean? I I don't think he's mature. I don't think like I I feel like the, the players are calming him down instead of him calming them down. It makes me wonder again, we, like I've said I said this the first time I really criticized Sirianni where I was like, I don't know what's going on in the locker room. I don't know what's going on in the meeting room. I don't know what's going on at practices. Maybe Sirianni's this great leader, but what? But we only have what we have to go on, right? Right. And from what we've seen from him, like, do you get the impression that he's that guy? Because it's tough. Because you want to, you want to let a guy develop, right? And what if Sirianni, ten years from now, is that guy and he's mature? But then, but we've seen teams hang on too long, too. Brandon, yeah, Brandon Staley, right? So but I, I don't think.
1: I want to Sirianni, err on the yeah Sirianni is nowhere near Staley, and you can err on the side of caution, right? but
0: well, no, I want to err on the side of continuity is what I want to do. But like I feel I'm starting to feel very strongly that he's not the guy. And here's here's the other argument that I'll make is chances are the Eagles are headed for transition anyway. They've got a lot of old veterans that have been key pieces. I mean, Kelsey is one of no people don't know it. He's one of the most. I mean, people are starting to realize it, but he's one of the most important Eagles. Period. Jason Kelsey's one of the most important Eagles on the team. He's one of the best centers
1: in yeah. NFL history. Um, you want to know what centers can do? Just watch that Alabama game over again, right? Yeah, no shit. I mean, I mean, and that's just not even. That's that's a part of what. Centers I mean, that's do. that's
0: what your like clueless girlfriend knows the center
1: does, but you know what I mean? Like the, right. they're just snapping the but, ball, but, right? But, but like they can impact. Like you take that for granted at the same time because they do it every single time. Like. It, if you don't have that, it's, it's actually supposed to. That's the thing. It's supposed to be automatic,
0: and it's supposed to be something you can
1: count on. But um, I think you get the yips once you start to, you know.
0: Oh, for sure. And and I I think he did right. He must have gotten the yips. But you know, uh, whatever. We we talked about that before. <laughs> like it, it sucks. It's it, it's it's a little bit harder than you think, but. Obviously, eventually, muscle memory is supposed to take over, and who knows? Maybe he had a fucking thumb injury. For well, all I he know. might be I don't going know.
1: to Ohio State. So, stay um, tuned.
0: yeah, <laughs> careful. Like we already know, Parker's upset enough. Let's <laughs> let's not get him riled up. Let's only get him riled up if we can use it to our benefit on here on the show. Um, so anyway, so. The Eagles are in transition. They're about to be, you know, I, I could see a lot of these guys being out, you know, uh, next year, either by retirement or the Eagles just cutting bait, whatever. I think Bradbury might only be back on a one year deal. Um, yeah, sorry. I, I was supposed to list all the, so you got Kelsey, you got Lane Johnson, who's been rumored to be retiring for the last like three or four years, basically as, has Kelsey. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, uh, Two years, probably, yeah.
0: Fletcher Cox is getting up there. He's definitely not as dominant as he used to be, even though I love him. Brandon Graham, love him. Obviously, I love him for what he did in the Super Bowl. Do not Bowl. love him. He's, um, what's that? Do not love him. It? Yeah, I know. Only half um, this podcast does. Was, what, well, Graham forced the fumble. Didn't, did Cox recover it? Who, reco- who recovered it? I can't remember. I, I'm too hurt to know. It, it, might, be, it might be Cox. Um, so anyway, um, then uh, Darius Slay. Uh, I think Bradbury was only back on a one-year deal, so he so he's probably not brought back. Um, not this, not that. this secondary has been good. Anyway, I was anyway. going to push uh, back
1: a little bit. You haven't been too. Yeah, high but
0: on. well, again, but the pass rush really isn't getting there. That's the other thing. You know what I mean? So, and, and then they don't blitz that often. And is great if you can get there with four, cool. But also mix up the decision-making process a little bit, make quarterbacks uncomfortable a little bit, make them not know what's coming at them every time. So, um. Anyway, and the other thing is I put a little bit of this on Howie Roseman. Um, we talked about, hey, bring in a bring in a stud running back. When, you know, when it's this kind of offense, why haven't you brought in a stud running back? So you bring in Swift, who's, you know, he's off the scrap heap. It's not that hard to bring in a stud running back. It's not, it's not like it's hard to pay him. I mean, shit, Christian McCaffrey's a, a game changer, and he's only making, what, 13, 14, right? He's, a, he's, a, he's an MVP candidate. Yeah, why didn't they just go out and get Dalvin Cook? You know, right. I mean, I don't, I don't know if Dalvin Cook has anything left, but like, I don't know. What if you know what I mean? I don't even know if that's the right fit. I wonder I mean, the
1: Ravens don't have anything to lose. I mean, you, you, it. yeah,
0: no, exactly. Um, you've said Pacheco, you know, even even Derrick Henry. Like, what would you give him up a third or a fourth this year to, to see what Derrick Henry would do in the offense? I oh, don't know yeah, if I would because again, he's terrifying at the second level. A lot of running backs. You know the running backs get to the second level in this offense. The, this this old line creates holes. Maybe you know maybe they haven't been lately, but they don't they don't run the ball. Period. Anyway, we've talked about the running back thing, but here's the other thing: is what about just team chemistry? Right? Jalen Hurts is a leader, but he's but he's an understated leader. It seems like there's a lot of uh, outspoken personalities to go to include Nick Sirianni, and then you got Darius Slay. He kind of seems like a dickhead. You know, <laughs> like even you know. Like, I don't know if he's actually like, I don't know if he's a bad guy, but he's a strong personality. Jalen Carter might be an idiot, right? Like, like we, we, we uh, might is kind of in,
1: have, him a little y- short, I think
0: we, we, again, he's young. So maybe yeah. a little bit of benefit of the doubt, but again, it's, it's, he's it's proven to be an idiot up until this point in his life. Yeah. It's, but it's just speaking to, you know, you know, just, it's just this Petri dish that the Eagles have created. Right. AJ Brown. He's a wide receiver, so it's kind of expected that he's going to be an asshole, but he's kind of an asshole. So, you know, all of these things, Dallas Goddard, I haven't really seen, I've seen things I haven't liked from him. Just the... What haven't you not,
1: liked out of Dallas Goddard?
0: Uh, just not, you know, occasionally not running routes hard, you know, things like that. The ball's not, you know, early in the season, ball wasn't coming his way. So I, I see him half-assing, things like that. Um, you know, so, I and, I and I think, again, I think early on in the season, there were chemistry issues about, like, they weren't, like, guys weren't getting their targets. So, Goddard, Brown, all that stuff. And I think that stuff got into a young offensive coordinator's head. And that's why Johnson is, like, now, now they're throwing the ball more to appease these guys when you should have told them, shut the fuck up, unless the plan was to throw all regular season, make the playoffs, and then run over everybody in the, in the, in the playoffs. Seems like that. Keep, keep the running backs fresh or something. But, again, they don't have that guy at running back right now. DeAndre Swift is not that guy.
1: And I don't think it's something that um- – you can necessarily just flip a switch over exactly, like a, especially like a whole facet of. I mean, that's a, that's like scheme
0: exactly. That's conspiracy theory stuff. Like it's like it's not like that's really the Eagles' plan. There's no way. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, just to, to this to this stage, like there's there's not a lot to like, and so yeah, like my I go back to my thesis. If they don't win a playoff game, I don't care. I'm okay with Sirianni being out. Go go get Harbaugh. Go. Something. I mean, yeah, it's got to be a splash. But you're the Eagles, and you and you have a and you have a desirable job in Philadelphia, so you can go get one of the big fish. So go get go after Harbaugh.
1: Would Harbaugh want to go to Philly? I mean, again, L. A. With that roster, with everything you just said about guys about to be out the door. I think I'd rather have Justin Herbert over Yeah, but
0: again, like especially these days, I, th- this is more of a of an NFL wide debate. Let's say you're a coach and you're a and you're a celebrity coach. You're you're not one of the these uh these no-name head coaches yeah. coming, you know, like a guy that nobody knows. Everybody knows Harbaugh, right? Mm-hmm. Um kind of like the kind of like the Peyton coming in and clashing with Russell Wilson thing, right? So a bunch of personalities leaving might actually be a good thing. And then maybe he maybe he's heard th- good things about Hurts. And not to mention, Hurts Her- is a style of quarterback that he's had success with going back to Kaepernick. And, you know, even, I mean, J.J. McCarthy, right? Like, you know, just like a runner, not necessarily a big stat guy, but a
1: winner. You know what I mean? Hurts, yeah. up until recently, has been a winner. But these guys... They're more than personalities. They're impact players on this on this team. Right, but he gets to build success. it.
0: He gets to build it in his image too. And, and you probably you you're, you know if you have Howie
1: Roseman, you're not going to give him roster control, but he's going to have a say. Um, Harbaugh is providing so much content. Thank you, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> um, every every fan base that doesn't necessarily or has even a inch of you know a, just a sliver of doubt about their coaching staff is just like Chicago wants him. L.A. wants him. The Raiders have interest, and apparently, I heard that I read a report that Harbaugh has interest in the Raiders. That one seems interesting to me.
0: And and here's the best part: maybe he'll just stay at Michigan. <laughs> I know, right?
1: <laughs> just like ah, you know.
0: All right. So anyway, um, the point is, is like if they don't don't just fire him just to fire him, but if but I think that there are possible
1: upgrades out there. I think it's too and, early. I think it's too
0: and early. And I and I like like I hear on like. I hear on the radio, you know, and I I hear guys, like, talking on SiriusXM and stuff like that. It's like, well, you know, I think Sirianni's done enough to keep his job. It's like, that's not what it's about. It's about, do you see this guy being the guy that can win you a Super Bowl? And, okay, I get it. I get what, you know, how close close was he last year? Yes, I get it. But he lost, to me, he lost a Super Bowl with a much more talented roster.
1: It's a very uh, Bill Belichick way of thinking. I appreciate that. What losing what because he not not super close, oh, like, just like uh, oh, you mean get like get out of you know, get you know, get him out of town before anything has the possibility of going south if because that's what I mean. If it, fe-
0: it feels like it's going south
1: now, like again,
0: I'm not going to be in the room with him when he's talking with Howie Roseman about like, hey, here's my plan for the future, I'm going to stop being, I'm going to stop fucking this up, and I'm going to change this, and I'm going to change that. I don't know, so but just based on what I've seen and how things feel. Like I said, I took because give me a little bit of credit for my intuition. I said there was something wrong with this team a long time ago. You did,
1: you did. And and I was like, ah, you're just a paranoid Eagles fan, I right? Just dismissed it.
0: You're right. Because like, the thing is, is you, you and I were fr- we didn't have a podcast, but we were friends, and I and I was I was upbeat about the Eagles all year last year. You were right. Like I was like, it was like, I like this shit. Good. This you is were. good stuff. And I just like, thought you were an obnoxious Philly fan. Yeah. You know? And then I proved you. I proved to you that I am an objective person, and I do not like this team. And that starts at the top. So there you go. Um, Anyway, let's move on to Justin Fields. It's just his last game as a Bear because this, um, you know, even though this game doesn't necessarily mean anything for the Bears in terms of playoff position, and um, they're kind of playing themselves out of, you know, uh, uh, you know their second pick. Obviously, their first pick is locked in, uh, right? Are they are they locked in at the at the first
1: overall? Yep. Congratulations, Um, Chicago. You are on the clock. Chicago is on the clock,
0: and so. Um, I definitely don't say like lose this game for draft position or anything like that. Um,
1: well, no, I mean, they're, this, they're seven and eight right now, seven and seven, they're seven and nine, seven yeah. and nine right now. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, they're right in the middle of the pack anyway, and you want to win this game. You you talked about division rival. I mean, this is one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL. And you have a, you have a chance of knocking the Packers out of the playoff contention second year in a row, right? Like same thing, same division with the Lions last last year. year. And dude,
0: that was a fun one because oh it's so fun. I mean, that, that, that like made me fall in love with the Lions and Dan Campbell and all that because they knew they were out. They, 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 They had a chance that week to get into the playoffs and then, and then the Seahawks won to get themselves in. And so the Lions played that whole game knowing they weren't going to the playoffs, and they were like, you know what, we're going to go out the right way. And that's like, just yeah, I love that yeah. shit. You know, no, honestly. Um,
1: and and the Bears are trending in that direction. They started one in five, and you know, here they are now. They got some
0: pieces. They, like Darnell Wright is a solid tackle. They got they got a, a beast at D tackle. Um, I can't I can't remember his name at the moment. Um, they've got some pieces. They're young. They got sweat, um, obviously. Um, now they have sweat. They the, they got some pieces coming together and defense now they looks good. They have a yeah, and they have a lot a lot of draft capital. Yeah, they're
1: great against the run as we as we mentioned. Right? You know who else looks good? Justin Fields looks good. Uh, oh, I lost you. No, I think Justin Fields is. You know, this is Justin Fields' legacy game. Will you, can you can you really put all? The,
0: first of all, the Packers' defense has not been playing well. It has. not Second been. of all, can you really put? Are you really gonna like make him decide? Make them decide based on one game? Like,
1: does it come down to that? Like, well, if he plays like shit, is it he's out? And if he plays well, he's in. I don't agree with that, but the way that the Chicago Bears are managed, yes, that is how it's going to work. I think. And you think that's how they're they're playing it? I think so, or maybe they've already written him off. And if they have, uh, I think that's a mistake. He has played good football these past. 678 we really the second half of the season um he's he's a quiet guy but he's a leader he he is and i mean the the team is trending in the right direction if they can knock their conference rivals out of the playoffs his, they get the number 1 pick dude, his can. record
0: is still 10 and 27 in the nfl <laughs> like i just we have seen so many guys come in and and maybe they're not surrounded by that much that's that's a that's quite a leap for me, man.
1: And you know, you, you say he hasn't been surrounded by much to begin with and now See, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't
0: buy that. DJ that's DJ we Moore's number 7 in the NFL in receiving that's yards. That's where we differ.
1: And he's, no, he's he's creating <laughs> with Yeah, yeah, he has DJ Moore as a top 10 wide receiver right now. He's still turning the ball over. I don't
0: I, I don't know, man. I mean, it, I, I don't think that the, again, we talked about what is this guy's still on
1: a rookie contract. You should, you should want to build around that. You of all people should want to build around that. You trade down the number one pick to a team that wants a quarterback. Cause you already have that. You might trade down again, but you get him, uh, you get him another piece on the line and you give him a receiver, another receiver to pair with DJ Moore. And next year's his make or break year he's he's still on his rookie that's the fifth that would be his fifth year right um wait hang on or his fourth year fourth or fifth year he's still on his rookie contract you sh- so what's the harm in giving him another year when he's showing you progression the team is trending in the right direction pieces are flowing in obviously there's a there's a question about coach and coaching staff you talk about continuity you hope i mean you don't really want either of loose, i feel like at this point Dude. but
0: this this is tough no because this is this is the end of his third season so they have to decide they have to make the decision they have to make about, the decision on his rookie option which is which still isn't a ton of money and it's still tradable so i say do you want to pick up the rookie option probably um because the rookie option is probably going to be like 10 or 12 million dollars or something like that it's right, to, it's, it's totally it's, tradable if they decide they don't pennies, want it
1: it's pennies it's pennies when it comes to a starting the only NFL thing NFL court, is but, though
0: is like okay you're going to pick up that rookie option but are you going to give up the chance to draft the next quarterback now? Given their options, yes, exactly. Okay, yeah, because I'm not. I'm not sold on Drake May either, and I think you know. I think we're both out on Caleb Williams right now. Yeah. Um. So given their options, okay, but what, like, okay, so trade. It's it's not it's not either or. It's also you can trade down, and if you think the guy is at 15 in Jaden Daniels, right? You see what I'm saying?
1: I get what you're so, saying, but.
0: Look, I would love to be wrong because, again, because, I like, ultimately, I'm starting to be wrong about Lamar Jackson, and I like it because I like that a guy that doesn't necessarily put up the biggest stats. I However... Don't
1: think, I don't think this is Justin Fields fooling you in the, with a strong end to the season. I think there are cases of that. I don't think that's what this is. I think the Bears are starting to have a semblance of <laughs> uh, ability, really, and, like, there's a little bit of stability and he's performing well when everything's not on fire. And I think the least you can do is give him one more year, especially with Caleb Williams and Drake may as the top quarterback options. Like I'm not sold on them again. I would go Jane Daniels before both of those guys. Um, Especially.
0: So you are saying that that is what you would do.
1: I would, I would. And, but I, I like Justin Fields. Like, you know what you have in him. He's still, I mean, yes, he has, you said 10 and 27, 10 and 37 Here's Okay. He's played a lot of football games, but he's progressing upwards. You're building stuff around him. Give him a couple more pieces. And if you can still move off of him on a rookie deal, if you like, if you fall in love with the quarterback, but they still, the, the year okay. after I think, and you can draft, you can draft a quarterback in this. I, I wouldn't, that's, that's me. That I, I'd say
0: keep him because he's an asset he's a tra- he, he's a tradable asset he he's potential draft capital maybe next year right if you want to make so him p- prove
1: it pick, go pick up, ahead
0: yeah yeah pick up i say pick up the option that way at the end of next year if you who you know if jaden daniels or whoever it is you're drafting is starting to flash and you decide he's going to be the guy but yeah we we've, we've already seen like let, letting that guy sit for a year has positive results, right? Yeah, it's,
1: it's paid dividends.
0: So so regardless of what Justin Fields does tomorrow cuz you're right actually as I've looked at it they they lost a close game to the Browns, game that they really probably shouldn't have lost, right? And otherwise I'd be 5 in a row right now. If they and beat
1: then, the Browns, they're probably if they beat the Browns and then they if they win this weekend, they're probably in the playoffs, which is crazy to say.
0: You know it is, and then the Lions game was really one that they shouldn't have lost either. Right? They beat the they said, Lions
1: and lost the Lions in a close game, right?
0: That's a, um, yeah, the, no, the first time against yeah. the Lions. So at Detroit, they lost thirty-one twenty-six. Was that Thanksgiving? I think so. So they lost thirty-one twenty-six in a game they shouldn't have lost. Then they won twice, including over the Lions. Then they lost in the fourth quarter to the Browns, and then they won two more. So they really like they're they're showing enough to. Uh, I got to you. bring it yeah. back, and and I but think you the, can't give up the chance
1: to draft a quarterback if you have if you're not high, sure, yeah. if you have a high grade on that quarterback, yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, I'm just saying the stupidest thing ever would be like leave yourself it, with nothing. I know it I know. would be I, drafting Caleb Williams just because that's what you're quote unquote supposed to do. Yeah, you have the pressure to do that, and then you trade away Justin Fields. Okay, I, this is that's not even a conversation with Justin Fields now. Now it's just you're incompetent on so many different levels you're just you're falling to pressure and, and everything like that if you're gonna Jaden daniels i don't know i does he create too much buzz where it's a distraction you know in the locker room um if he's like a top because i mean let's be real that kind of did happen with jordan love right there there was a narrative there with with yeah, the Aaron but Rodgers.
0: The, you know man i i think that's um I think that was Rodgers being a little bit of
1: an asshole, Fair too, enough. though. Fair enough. That could be it.
0: I mean, he was like... Come on. He was a late first-round pick. Like, like, are you really
1: that threatened by him? I'm not going to be mad if the Bears... I wouldn't even say it's the wrong move. If the Bears trade down from number one, and then they take a quarterback, and they, they get a couple more draft picks, and, you know, they're if they're surrounding fields with a little bit more talent, and then they bring another guy in, let's, let's do it, and let's see who the better quarterback is.
0: Dude, this is... I didn't realize... So they have CBS as first round grades on also McCarthy, Shador, uh, Quinn Ewers, and Bonix is at thirty nine. Penix is down at fifty six uh, according to CBS rankings.
1: All right, let's just uh, yeah, let's just have twenty first round quarterbacks then.
0: And we're gonna have to watch some film afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about
1: I don't see six guys with a first round grade right now. I think JJ McCarthy is the Zach Wilson, it, not. Not really, Zach Wilson because he doesn't like. uh he doesn't blow you away with his arm talent or anything like that. I think he's going to be the mistake of the draft if somebody drafts him in the first round.
0: What do you th- What do you think about Shador? Because he's at twenty
1: six. I think Shador. I mean, well, he has more arm talent than than JJ does. I don't know. The wheels fell off Colorado late, man. I is is. He's it's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to evaluate. Like yeah.
0: that, he's a tough one to evaluate because I don't know. I mean, obviously TCO, TCU proved to not be much this year, but you know, they like they, he they beat a ranked team week one. It's just like I mean, why did why did everything fall apart so quickly there? It's a, it's a, it's hard to say. Yeah, it is weird.
1: He, he's coming back though. So. Um, you think so? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so anyway, it's just because we kept coming back to Jaden Daniels, but Jaden Daniels isn't the only option at uh you know to draft in the mid first round. You know. Because we know that sure. quarterback grades tend to get inflated too, so, um, yeah, I mean, we could we could see Penix, you know, come up to the first round too. That that would make seven if if all the yeah, that
1: was that was all the talk um, after Washington's win last weekend. It was that he would be a first round pick. So anyway, uh, okay, so yeah, Riley Leonard's on this. Leonard
0: and Van Dyke are both on this list, but they they did they declare. And they can declare and still pull back, still, right? They can. That's yeah. allowed now, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Riley Leonard went to Notre Dame, right? Uh,
0: he was there. The talk was Notre Dame. Anyway, um, I think I think you're totally right. Don't be pressured into drafting Caleb Williams. He could be Kyler Murray. You know, you know, not two That would be a better version, right? Maybe I don't know. Maybe he could be a little bit better version of Kyler Murray. I guess, but I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I don't either. And I really don't think Drake May is either. And a lot of people think the Patriots should take him. And I don't know. I don't love it. Not for the Patriots anyway.
1: I like Drake May Miller and I like Caleb Williams. But Jane Daniels, please, please.
0: Uh, Yeah, speaking of the Patriots, though, uh, it's, you know, is this Bill Belichick's last, you know, we say, is this Justin Fields' last game as a bear? Is this Belichick's last game as the Pats head coach? And um, if it is, you know, and he goes out the wrong way with a loss to the Jets. He would tie the NFL record for uh, career losses as a head coach, which sounds worse than it is because you got to be good enough to stick around. And right. um, I mean, has he? He hasn't doubled up. No, he, he pretty much he's doubled up his wins to his losses, hasn't he? So, um, but yeah, 165 losses uh, if he loses to the Jets this week, and then you got to figure with a chance to draft a quarterback. You know. The Patriots probably cave on that pressure to draft a quarterback. Um, I mean, how can they not, right? You know, Zappy's not the guy. I mean, do, do you trade for Justin
1: Fields? You know, I think like, that's an option. I really um, do. Yeah, if, if uh, he's on the market. Um, I mean, who who else is right? Like, I'm sorry. I'd feel bad for Justin Fields in that scenario, though, because like the well, not if he's got a new head coach, right? What if he's got What if he's got Harbaugh there, right? Well, I mean, just the the weapons that. Uh, are currently in the room for the Patriots. I think the Patriots have weapons. I think the problem's offensive line and quarterback there. Hunter Henry's good. Kendrick Bourne was good until he tore up his knee. Um Pop Douglas has shown some flashes as a rookie, but like he's not you don't want to rely on Pop Douglas. I don't know. I mean maybe the Patriots, you know, got spoiled with with Brady for a long time. Devontae Parker is a name but not a production guy at this point. Rhamondre Stevenson's good. He's a good running back. Yeah, and Zeke, I, and Zeke really came alive late in the year too.
0: Yeah, and and they, I mean, again, they need better line play because yeah. it's it's not a, it's not yeah. a great offensive line. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, again, we'll have plenty of time to talk longer term about Belichick and everything. But do you think this is his last game? Have you given it some thought? And is like, are you going to watch this game? So are you going to mentally prepare yourself to possibly be
1: saying goodbye to Belichick this week? So I wasn't ready to until Belichick became ready to, which happened today, I believe. Uh, he he said a very un thing to the media. Um, also, it was announced at like 9 a.m. for his 11 a.m. press conference that he wasn't going to be in the building, which is the first time that's happened since COVID. He, he zoomed into his press conference. They said he is sick, which he very well could be. Um, But that's just already a weird vibe. Yeah.
0: And I'm pretty sure he's gone to press conferences sick before. Right. He sounds like it every time.
1: So I'm pretty sure he's... New England winters, man. Calm down. But um, he also said, like, uh, we'll have time or, you know, I've enjoyed... I'm going to mess it up, but pretty much the it was I've enjoyed my time as the Patriots. We'll have time... You know, I've enjoyed my time coaching the Patriots. We'll have time to talk about, you know, my future at another date. I'm preparing for the New York Jets, where for the past two months, it's been I'm preparing for the Chiefs. I'm preparing for the Bills. I'm preparing for the Dolphins. I'm with no other. He's
0: trying to make some peace with the media, and, and he's trying to give them a little something.
1: You know, that's kind of a false narrative. He. He is short with the media a lot, but if you ask him a question that piques his interest, he'll go on for 10 minutes. Well, yeah,
0: but there aren't many of those. And there are lots of questions that he could give an answer to, and he's just a dick for no reason. He is a dick sometimes. For no reason. For the, no reason. No, no, no. That's the thing. I don't I don't really fault anybody for being a dick. Like, even Nick Saban, there have been times where I'm like, like, yeah, that, you know what? He was in his rights to answer that like a dick. You know what I mean? There's times when I've been like like why the, why did he have to do that?
1: But like Belichick is just a dick for no reason sometimes. Yeah, but sometimes he'll throw a curveball and be nice. He'll he'll uh go to the podium and it'll be like uh, Patriots beat writer tweeted this out Christmas Eve or the eve of Christmas Eve. He, st- he steps to the podium and goes, "You guys done your Christmas shopping yet?" <laughs> He's a human sometimes.
0: It's just, yeah, but it's so bizarre that that's like, that's like a phenomenally yeah. yeah. That it's an Easter egg for, for, you know what I mean? Whereas but, like, that's like, that's just Mike
1: Daniels on any day. Oh, or Mike McDaniel. That's Mike, excuse yeah, me. Yeah. That's Mike McDaniel on a, you know, on his worst day.
0: Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Mike McDaniel had the, uh, before the Ravens week. <laughs> he was like, he's like, yeah, I was, uh, you know, I, I offered my services as a scout team quarterback to prepare them for Lamar, but they, you know, but they shot me down. <laughs> it was just like, like, I love this guy, you know, like, cause he's, it's not like it's, I don't know, it's not like it's a, a gimmick.
1: It's like, no, they, it's, it's who he is. It's and he's genuine and yeah. he understands. Yeah. So, and the guys seem to really like him. So. I
0: admit he won me over because at first I did think he was being gimmicky and now I realize it's who he is, you know. So that's how I felt with JJ Watt for years and years, oddly enough. But he really is just like a no. I I, I get it. He's like, a
1: Captain America kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, 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 Oh, JJ, you're so cool. You're in the you know you're in the mountains of Wisconsin working out at a farm and stuff. Not no. It's just, no, it's just
0: sure like he really what that's really what he, yeah, it's really like, no, what he it's does. Just like, yeah, what I like to do. Like, why do you,
1: Yeah, why do you think that family is what they are? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah,
0: exactly. Like, I mean, the Gronkowski's—they're all just a bunch of fucking meatheads. Yeah. you know, like yeah, in a basement in Buffalo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, we'll we'll talk Belichick legacy, and you know maybe we'll have an answer sooner rather than later, right? Um, but college football, the championship game is here. I tell you what, man, this is the way it's supposed to be. The last two undefeated, you know, after all that Florida State debate, right? You know, and I and it comes down to not losing a game and everything like that. At least the two teams left left standing are the only two teams in the country that haven't lost a game, and I like that. So um here it is michigan washington it's fire and ice it's unstoppable you know unstoppable force versus a movable object uh, movable object um it'll be fun and, yeah I, and it, it really is it's strength on strength it's washington offense they're number 11 in the country in yards number 10 in points michigan defense is number two in yards allowed in that conference i think is f- incredible um Nine and, a, and number one in the well, country. You did get to a, play Iowa. You, people yeah. forget that. Uh, yeah, okay, but you I'm should. But, I'm <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> um, no, that's fair. Um, okay, yeah, but by that, you know, if you're going to make that argument, Washington got to play USC, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah the kind of <laughs> washes it out. Yeah, that's, um, that's good. So, yeah. And Mitchell. Washington got to play Colorado, too. And so Washington got to play Colorado, <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, they got to play in the Pac-12 period. It's not like there's a lot of defense being played
1: over there. Hey, hey, put some respect on the Pac-12 as it enters uh, its last, last chapter. I'm
0: sorry. Rest in peace, Pac-12 um, Conference of Champions. Con- <laughs> conference of uh, championship offense.
1: Anyway, um, so I to the UCLA Bruins in the 1970s basketball dynasty. I was like, that's not what we're talking about right now, and you know it. Um, Conference of Champions, a lot of... Strangely enough, we are
0: going to talk about UCLA basketball in a second, but stay tuned, everybody. Um, Okay, so, uh, yeah, but Michigan defense is number two in total yards. Uh, Number one scoring defense, nine and a half points a game. Yes, Iowa helps, but, you know. Um, Washington pass offense, 357 yards a game. That's number one in the country. Michigan pass D, number two at 150 yards a game allowed. Um, Washington's offensive line protects well. Michigan gets to the quarterback. Michigan almost averages three sacks a game. Um, So all those being said, those are like, those are the, where things might even out a little bit, right? Here's some things where I think Michigan ends up with the edge, Michigan plus 17 turnover ratio, number two in the country, Um, Washington only plus two. So Michigan takes care of the ball. Uh, Then it's the Michigan running game, which we know they lean on. Um, They tend to, you know, they tend to grind down the clock. So like, their rushing stats weren't inflated by any means that uh, they were 60th in the country in rushing yards per game but we know what you know we know what corum is we know what that yeah. line is um versus Washington's run D at 92nd in the nation and when you think about Washington's style you think about Washington being in the lead almost all the time to give up the 92nd most rushing yards in the in college football that's pretty bad, and and again, watching them against Texas, for instance, I was not impressed with that interior line, and I think Michigan's going to eat them up.
1: Yeah, I mean Texas does have, um, you know, one of the best backs in the country who just declared for the draft. How much? did he, Let me see how much he ended up.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, you know, honestly, the the plays that I really noticed the lack of
1: athleticism from the Washington line, though, was you uh, were scrambling. So yeah, you yeah, had a good game rushing. Yeah, eight for fifty four. Nine for sixty-four. Yeah, they they had success against. They just didn't carry it a lot. Nine for sixty-four. Nine for fifty-nine. Eight for fifty-four. And then two two backs got one carry each. Actually, looks like one receiver. Um, but that's but that's yeah. That's getting like chunks. That's yeah. like uh, yeah. High sixes. High sixes, almost seven to carry.
0: And I think Michigan's going to be happy to take that and. Washington's going to commit to stop the run and
1: McCarthy's going to have to make a few plays, but I think he will. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just keep going back to it. McCarthy's first pass of the game last week could have been an interception, interception, and then we're talking about, I think we are talking about Bama just running away. If they get an interception on the first play from scrimmage, I think that's a Bama route, and that and we're having a whole different conversation. It's funny how those things work. But here we are, and... um yeah, I mean, I I go back to special teams. Neither team was even decent in in that area of the game last week. And I think uh you kind of talked about it last year in the Super Bowl like you're like, you know, the the Chiefs are going to have a big special teams play that's going to hurt the Eagles. I think I won't give
0: myself that much credit. I said the only way the Chiefs win is
1: win the turnover oh, okay. battle and re- and and,
0: and, ha- and beat them on special teams. Okay, that and that's what happened.
1: All right, rewriting history a little bit, but that's okay. Um, let me take a page out of your book a little bit. I think the team that doesn't have the miscue in special teams is the team that wins this game because, uh, I mean, Michigan muffed two punts, almost had a game-losing season-ending safety, which <laughs> would have been another yeah. wacky ending. Um, would have been an all-time blooper for sure. Oh, my God. Would have li- lived on in infamy. And, uh, you know, Washington didn't didn't look great either in that in that area. So... Can you even call it a blooper when it's like tragic? Like, no, like that, that's like a tragic like, loss. That's I, just like, like that guy would just that poor kid would not kid, but kind of a kid. He would just have to go away. You know?
0: Like like when does a blooper become uh like like Bill Buckner, that's not a blooper, right? Like that's a that's just, just a tragic miscue. I d I don't know what to I don't know what to call it. It's a it's a gaff. It's a
1: I don't know. Yeah historic error. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. His historic misery for yeah. a fan base, right? Um or historic happiness for Parker. Yeah, that would have been a that would have been a happy ending for Parker. For the see, for Michigan see. to lose that way, right? <laughs> I still don't know why Jim Harbaugh called that timeout. Yeah, that was weird, you're right. Um okay, so I say I say Michigan covers. I say take the under cuz I think this is the kind of game Michigan just pounds the rock and and just beats them up. Um, Because really they beat up Alabama a little bit, you know? Like, yeah.
1: Um over under at fifty six. That surprised me a little bit when you told me that.
0: Yeah. So I so my prediction, I'm sticking with what I said earlier this week, thirty one, twenty one. Um I can't remember exactly what you said.
1: I but. can't either. I've twenty seven, twenty four, Washington. We'll stick with that too.
0: Oh, you're saying Washington? Yeah, we'll go Washington. You you think Washington is winning? All right. Are we are we in the in the spirit of, you know, being able to bet by next Thursday, do you want to put a wager on it? Or <sighs> sure what do you want <laughs> I, don't, I don't know we'll look I'm at the not, odds we'll, we'll discuss after yeah I'm not, I'm not very confident in washington as you can tell I just uh <laughs> i don't i think I, i'm confident in michigan so i don't know maybe i'll give you maybe i'll give you weighted odds all right um but yeah that's our. so that's the championship game looking forward to it and we'll be back on tuesday to talk about it so um yeah we'll we'll get we'll give some in-depth coverage on that on that game yeah for, for sure. sure and obviously uh yeah we'll have playoff matchups to talk about uh, but anyway, uh, just to wrap up on the sports sports side of things. So, um, this is something I haven't even thought about for a long time, but you put this down as a no, uh, so all 32 NHL teams get an all-star and, uh, turns out, uh, yeah, since 2010, uh, that's been the case in MLB too.
1: Yes, Yeah. See, I did not know that for either league. Uh, I heard about it for the first time for NHL this year. Um, it kind of feels like, yeah, yeah, a- you just don't like it. Like. Participation mean, trophy. That's what it is. Well, it's participation
0: trophy, and in the NFL, the NFL has way bigger rosters than any of these sports, and they don't even do that.
1: Yeah, right. Um, like, like the Patriots didn't have a Pro Bowler this year. Yeah, which, and nor should they. Right. Huh? So,
0: um, I mean, maybe if Judon had stayed healthy right, or something, right. but um, so yeah, like it, it is a uh, uh, it, it basically what I'm saying is it, is it makes sense from a business standpoint um as you and i were talking about the the arizona coyotes which i called the phoenix coyotes and i wasn't even 100
1: percent sure they existed anymore uh but they, they do, do and i um, wasn't aware that they were the phoenix it, coyotes up until 2014 so we both learned something in hockey see we talked which is terrible because i consider myself a hockey fan but that's how bad they are i don't consider myself like, a hockey like, fan. I know i'm still I working on it still um, working on
0: exactly it. And, and you and i will both be better about baseball this coming year but um but yeah, like if an NHL team doesn't make the playoffs, do they really exist? Everybody makes the fucking playoffs. Like, like it's like it's like the NBA. If you don't make the playoffs, like, do you even exist? Yeah, because like, both of those are sixteen out of thirty, right? Yeah, like over half. Well, no, now it's twenty out of thirty in the NBA right. if well, you count the play-in tournament. Yeah, if
1: you count the play-in, um, no, do you? Do you count? No. The, no, no, because you're you're playing your way into getting into the playoffs. So well, tell
0: that to the uh, the the Mar- first Mar- the Mar- first King-
1: four out in the in the NCAA tournament. They still made the. the you, you don't say they made the tournament. It's a. Uh, it's all called marketing. You know they're <laughs> they're going to use that to the, those universities are going it to. It'll, their it'll be it'll be
0: play in games pretty soon. You think?
1: And it's you know the NBA franchises will use it to their advantage, <laughs> and uh, that's just called good marketing. So cynical. Who are you? What have I done
0: to you? Um. So anyway, yeah. Um. You know. So I get the business standpoint on it about giving everybody an all star. Um. But I. But I go. You know. But philosophically, I hate it. Like if there if there's nine all stars from one team, then, or nine pro bowlers from one team, then that's what it should be. Um, also, I'm just a curmudgeonly old man as I'm turning you into, and uh, so I don't really give a shit. Like I don't care who the best players from each conference are, and I and especially with football, I sure as hell don't need to see them play a game because I don't like. Especially, I do not give a fuck about this flag football game. So, so
1: blind. I'm I'm flying totally blind here. Michael, not a not a hockey guy. Uh just gonna go to the bottom of the standings here. You tell me the San Jose Sharks, they might have a very good player. I, I don't know. The 927 and three San Jose Sharks deserve to have somebody in the All Star game. I mean they they might. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean you never know. You would I mean, give me shit. Like, do you think Cade Cunningham deserves to be an all star? Uh well maybe. Maybe.
0: Um but I, but I mean there's not enough roster spots in the NBA to even do that. So um Yeah, it, like I can't say for sure that Cade Canning Cade Cunningham can't be a, an all-star, but the NBA is just a different ball of wax anyway because it's only 12 or is it 10 roster spots? It's 12, right? I think it's 12, yeah. Um yeah, so the, I mean, tw- yeah, you can't even do it because there's because there's 15 teams in each conference. Right, so. right.
1: um or 16 15? 15 Yeah, 15. still yeah. So Soon to be thirty two or thirty one. Vegas is gonna get a team real soon. Right, right. Um so yeah, anyway,
0: no, so you can't do it in the NBA anyway, but I get what you're saying, the the Cade Cunningham equivalent, right? No, there's probably so there could be somebody on the Sharks that's that that deserves a spot, but it's just Well, they're gonna get it, so don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Um basically I just don't like the principle of it, you know. Nor do I. Um Nor do I. But also like you know it's not about the individual but like but if you do want to look at it from you know individuals that have been robbed again I, I'm always going to go to football like here's four players that aren't going to be that aren't in
1: the Pro Bowl this year
0: Josh Allen Antoine Winfield Jr who a lot of people might not know is having a fantastic season That's the that's and the
1: main robbery I that, I well I think
0: this Brandon Ayuk he has over 1300 yards this year He's yeah. probably going to break 1400 yards He's not in the Pro Bowl are you fucking kidding me like I'm trying I don't know what receivers got voted in over him, but Ayuk is like second in the NFL in yards right now. Second or third. Um I, yeah, again, yards are an overrated stat, but not in that offense. Not you know, you know what I mean? Not in the 49ers offense. No, Ayuk
1: is in uh he is let's see here. There's a there's a lot of depth this year. Ayuk's not top five. Tyreek Hill, 17 17, CeeDee Lamb, AJ Brown, Puka Nakua, Amon Ra, and then Ayuk is six.
0: Okay, so six but so how many like how many of those were AFC versus NFC?
1: So you got one Oh yeah, only one AFC. So it's all NFC. So that's kind of maybe that's where you're CD Lamb, AJ Brown, Puka Nakua, amon Ross, St. Brown.
0: They should just do it like the uh Honestly, the NFL if 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 they if anyone cares about this, they should do it like the Oh no, but the NBA you, is going back to Eastern Western. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay, whatever. I don't really care about either one. Here's what I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't care because I don't care who the best conference is or the best players in the conference are. Like, like the All Pro team that matters. Like, who was the best? Yeah. Who who was the best? Who are the best two corners in the NFL? Who are the best la- le- left tackle and right tackle in the NFL? But sure,
1: I, I get what you're saying. They both matter because some players have you know contract incentives tied into these things, and to get robbed when yeah, well, you, you shouldn't deserve- get robbed because you were in a stronger conference.
0: Yeah, no, like, 100%.
1: Like, just, just
0: make it, like, yeah, if I make any of the all-pro teams. So, second team, I mean, they go to third team, don't
1: they? I'm not sure about that. I know they go to two. They, they could go to three.
0: Um, <laughs> NFL only goes to second team. but Vermont High School goes to third team. <laughs> Basically, if you're a senior, you make it. Um, all right. Uh, well, anyway, that I think that's enough for uh, sports, other than what we're going to cover in history, holidays in history. Um. Yeah, man, we're in the dog days now. you know, I, I think I've said this before, but people say dog days of summer, fuck that. They're like this is this is the dog days of winter. You know, holidays are over. January and February suck. Like March there's some there's starting to be some hope. There's some madness. There's like yeah, there's some madness, right? And there and then, you know, there's starting to be some uh I don't know. Like, you're like, oh, hey, maybe winter's over. Ah, just kidding. Fuck you. You know, and you get one more story. Let me but.
1: introduce you to February vacations. Uh, so, they were a thing when we went to school, right? Yeah, dude, it's been a long time. Thanks. Like, no. literally,
0: literally half my lifetime ago. Hey,
1: hey, hey, this isn't a diss, man. I, I rediscovered them last year and I'm, <laughs> I'm taking another one this year. It's the perfect time to take a vacation. It's towards the tail end of winter, but it gives you something to look forward to during winter. And then you get to go and not work for a few days. Actually, which is awesome. I nice. think
0: it was the end of February into March. Um, Casey wants to Casey wants to take a, a trip to Sedona, and she and she just said like, Book it. "Do you do you want to come or not?" So, yeah, I should I should probably do it. You're right. Um, and it would be something to look forward to. It's a big party. Yeah, it, yeah, it is the it is the end of February into March because it's yeah for her birthday, which I always used to miss because of states and and uh, <laughs> New England's so. Um, all right, there you go. So anyway, the point is holidays and history, we got to celebrate every day, man. Um, especially as you get, you know, more and more grumpy, uh, and get a little older, you got a birthday coming up. So, um, you know, you still, you're still three years from 30 though. So plenty, of plenty of time,
1: you know, plenty of time to be reckless. Still.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, and, and just don't be, don't be so, you know, bummed out, you know, cause don't be like me. It's, I guess that's the, January sixth, there's a lot of people celebrating that a few years ago, right? They um, seem to, yeah, definitely a celebration because it's the, um, because it was the day that George H. W. Bush and George Washington both got married. Did you know that? Oh, really? Yeah, so I think that's why I think that's why they people were are celebrating. Just really
1: happy um, <laughs> near the Capitol. Is really love the idea of love.
0: That was a that was a pretty that's pretty high up on the list of bummer days and in american history for me honestly all right so we're not
1: gonna talk about it because we're celebrating things like <laughs> national bean day um is this any beans or is it baked beans what's the deal It you said vague beans you know uh t- pick and choose your your liking um you know like I, I do like a bag of frozen vegetables every
0: day and green beans are just like they go down the easiest and i get to say i ate my fucking vegetables you know so like even i, I even appreciate those beans but baked beans good shit you know obviously brown sugar is probably
1: not the healthiest thing probably but.
0: not but um but yeah beans good stuff the magical fruit
1: yes sir and then we got uh national cuddle day as well on january 6th actually it's january 6th right now so if you want to cuddle after this i'm down um
0: yeah hugs are free man just saying um 1975 was the the premiere of wheel of fortune so i've never really been a you know i i know you might think because of jeopardy but i've never been a big wheel of fortune guy and you know it was weird i don't know why they did this might might have something to... No, because they're both in L.A., I think. Is out in Vegas, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune were flipped. Because as you know, out here, Wheel of Fortune comes right before Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And it's been that way since I was a kid. Like, I remember after Jeopardy was bedtime at 8 o'clock, yeah. you know, when I was, like, really little, right? And before my mom worked nights, and I could stay up all night and watch Howard Stern and stuff. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> you like did you are you young uh old enough to remember having a TV where you'd hit last channel so that way I'd always have ESPN on last channel that way if my sister came downstairs she wouldn't know I was watching Howard Stern I turn.
1: mean the remote yeah
0: that's what I'm saying it. yeah 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 um okay so you, so you're old enough to remember that at least um but anyway uh, went off on a tangent there but so when I was really young though and both parents were in the household and not working nights and stuff um yeah it was Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, Bed out in Vegas for some reason. It was Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, and then yeah, not Bed, but you know what I'm saying. Sin City, man. Yeah, it doesn't I don't I don't know what that was all about. Um,
1: but just a weird thing. But yeah, anyway, never
0: really been into Wheel of Fortune. Just never really been my thing. Definitely um, won't
1: sit down and watch it. But if it's on a television when I'm like out somewhere, like if I'm yeah at the car dealership or oh yeah car dealership, yeah, just that. like kind of passing some time. But yeah, it's not going to hold my attention for very long. Nah, yeah, I'm not I, I just never really
0: been into it. It is fun to watch like the epic fails though. Yeah. Um which probably says something about me as a person. Um The South Park uh there's a good South Park <laughs> bit or two on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh all right, 1994 uh we already talked about this and, uh, and, and I don't remember your answer to like, do you know much about it since this is three years before your birth or no. Nah, really so don't. Nancy Kerrigan was, uh, you know, she was like the next prodigy in figure skating. Oh yes, ahead I of the Olympics. I,
1: I never remember her name. Yes, I do. Uh, so, so I've seen the doc. I've seen the. doc.
0: So, so you know Tanya Harding's name better than Nancy Kerrigan, then? Right, right. And so, and Tanya, and that's what Tanya Harding wanted. <laughs> and she, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> she apparently she paid somebody to whack Nancy Kerrigan in the knee. Nancy Kerrigan ended up getting the silver medal anyway. Whatever. Let's all move on. But that was 1994. So Jesus, that was, that was 30 years ago. Holy shit, I'm old. January 7th is Harlem Globetrotters Day. I think it was also the founding of the Globetrotters based on history.com. Um, that was actually, a, I was telling you, it was a trivia question. I can never remember the... <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's Sweet Georgia Brown. I couldn't, so at trivia, I couldn't remember the name, but such maybe... A, such a bop. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll ever, never
1: forget. Have you ever been to a Globetrotters game?
0: I have. Um, or or maybe
1: a knockoff of the Glo- or was it the Globetrotters? I actually yeah, can't remember. There, there's the knockoffs for sure. I'm not... I think I've been to both. I I know I've been to at least a knockoff. I th- one of them I think even picked me up and let me dunk it when I was a really well, really small uh, that, kid. That's yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Fun stuff. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of crazy. Like baseball took so long to come up with that. You know, with the uh, the savannah yeah, bananas yeah, and yeah. like, is it a whole league or is it just
1: the savannah bananas? I and they have a bunch. I think they're just playing college. I don't. I'm just kidding. But imagine <laughs> them just playing like a. Like a low level college team. <laughs> yeah. Or they're, yeah. They're like, they're just low A ball. Yeah. Like, <laughs> guys
0: out there on stilts and shit. <laughs> Got like a guy like on steroids, like, oh, I'm just getting strik- striked out. Striking out. Old guys having a heart of that. You're making a mockery of the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <sighs> Anyway. Uh oh, National Bobblehead Day. You know, I
1: don't actually have any bobbleheads. Like I got a I got nothing against bobbleheads, but uh just kind of creepy. Like if you go into have you ever been into a room with somebody that like collects bobbleheads? Okay,
0: lots of bobbleheads. Yeah, I guess that would be kind of creepy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um I put on I put this on because I wrote something about a bobblehead once and then I just get bombarded with bobblehead emails, work emails like Oh, the Press s- like the spam emails about bobbleheads? And heads? it's just like, hey, this is this person's bobblehead. and It's weird the things that catch on, man. <laughs> just like, I mean, bobbleheads are a, bo- a Bobblehead uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, please unsubscribe me from your email list. <laughs> there, where, where is the Bobblehead Hall of Fame? I they I should know by the <laughs> amount of volume that they, <laughs> they flood my inbox. I want to say it's in Ohio. You've been tuning it out for so yeah.
0: long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, old rock day is this like like the physical rock like like yeah, a stone like, yeah old rocks are cool you're, dude you're, I mean I mean did every little kid have a rock collection when you were, when you're like you were a little kid did you
1: because I did um, I collected rocks but I didn't have a rock collection if that makes sense I didn't hold on to them for a long time there's like a rock or two that I still like there's a rock that I picked up when I was a really young kid and it looked like the shape of New Hampshire I still have that that's cool yeah, yeah. or I guess Vermont if you flip it upside down.
0: So, um yeah i mean perspective
1: (laughs) did you collect rocks uh yeah i did
0: i mean like i you know like i guess we never really had any like uh precious gemstones or anything like that but yeah you know i collected rocks shiny things you know it's what it's what kids do yeah bobblehead hall of fame update
1: milwaukee so that's close oh
0: okay yeah midwest yeah good call um okay uh 1950 uh you guys would probably never guess the number one song on the charts. Keep in mind, this is January seventh. The number one song on the charts, January seventh, nineteen fifty, "Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer." Christmas I miss spirit. No, off. I would blow my fucking brains out because because <laughs> not it, like even by like the whatever the biblical shit or whatever. It's not even Christmas anymore. It's January seventh. January sixth is the last day.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So we're not even on the. We conveniently skipped that over, the- and <laughs> <laughs> like, so yeah, yeah, we like we didn't even do that, but. Yeah, so Christmas is long gone. If I have to listen to fucking Christmas music 12 days after Christmas, no, I'm done. No thank you. Even even, even a cheerful little, you know, um,
1: yeah. Like I'm little already, number like Red Rudolph. Uh, I'm already at the edge of like happy new year. I sent an email today and I said happy new year and I asked, "Is it too late to ask happy new year?" I think it is.
0: I think I made an error today like you know, yeah, shit. You don't really remember Y two K either, but like I, I typed the wrong year and I, you know, almost blew up the newspaper. Oh, you know, because I, because I typed 2023 instead of 2024. Yeah. Um, Computers just can't calculate that kind of. Actually, I'm not change. A, I also I'm not 100 percent sure it was me. I think it might have been somebody else. But anyway. Sorry, right, I did 2025 so, the other day. So, really? Yeah. yeah.
1: Interesting. Looking forward.
0: Um, but since we're talking about number one song on the charts, um, you and I, we've done this a couple of times. So the number one song on the charts, uh, your year of birth, 1997, Unbreak My Heart, Tony Braxton. Are, are you familiar? I'm sh- uh,
1: not sure.
0: Unbreak my heart. No.
1: Not, not ringing any bells. That's else. not doing it for me, but I'll, I'll look it up <laughs> later and I'll get back to the listeners. <laughs> I mean, I sang it perfectly, so All I don't right. know
0: what your problem is. Uh, he, but my birth year, 1986, Say You, Say Me by Lionel Richie. We, we did we, listen to We, this we listened to the first minute and we were like, nope, not, no idea. No, sir, not me. So sorry, Mr. Richie. Um January 8th uh show and tell at
1: work day. <laughs> um just got to bring it back. Maybe bring those rocks that you were collecting. Yeah,
0: you know, well I don't have them anymore. I mean, but, you know, my stepdad made my mom get rid of a, a lot of stuff that that she kept out. Uh, like I told you, I wrote that that Super Bowl book about the Bills and the Eagles <laughs> in the Super Bowl when I was like 5. That might actually still be kicking around. I don't know. It was in pencil too, so it's all faded and shit. The last time I saw it anyway. Um National Fourth Graders Day. Hm. I mean, I mean, that, that's uh, that's giving some love to South Park, too, I guess. You know, yeah. they bump up to the fourth grade. I kind
1: of, I'm just going to tease um, one of the January 9th holidays. We're gonna, So basically, National Fourth Graders Day, cool. If you celebrate it a little bit too much, though, a uh, little problematic. And you're probably going to be celebrating National Law Enforcement Day with a police officer, which is January 9th. So uh, just try to take it easy a little bit there
0: oh uh, was that a pedophile joke yes oh, okay it's okay we, we can say it that's i mean i mean these are just jokes you know that's, that's, sorry i mean we're at the end of the show it's it's time to wrap it up obviously uh okay uh 1972 dude i asked you about this before the show you had no idea i had no idea we both consider ourselves pretty big sports fans Neither one of us had a fucking clue. Freshmen were not allowed to play varsity
1: college sports until 1972. Yeah, that's wild to me, especially when you think about like the one and done rule in the NBA now, right? right. Yeah, and um, like even going straight from high school to the NBA, like that was a that was a thing. And yeah, it's it's crazy. Um,
0: it had a lot to do, I, I guess. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had a lot to do right. with it um, because they were just like this guy could have played as a freshman. And then, again, I mean, we you know, bringing it full circle because you talked about the evolution of the game at the beginning, evolution of the game at the end. Um, we've seen examples of guys that, like, just – you know, I, I told you about Mike Williams. Do you remember the name Maurice Claret? Yeah. Because Parker will. <laughs> cause yeah. Because he was Ohio State. Um, but that was another guy that tried to come out too early. Um, and, you know, God, he ran like a four seven four four running back that ran a 4 He was slow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like football, I I think three years is the minimum, and and even then those guys really aren't physically ready, like like, you know what I mean? Like they, they still take, they still need, uh, they're not done baking, you know? Yeah, I'm sure there's um,
1: there's freaks that are the exception to the rule, but I, I yeah, I, but you know what?
0: Mike Williams and Maurice Clarett would have been the guys that you said that about, and they weren't. So enough. you know, um, also 1835, the national debt was zero dollars. Good times, it was like first and last time. So. Um, it's a little higher today uh, just a tad Um, but it's all monopoly money anyway it's not even real Um, 1992 I just I had to put this on there because politicians humiliating themselves is one of my favorite things so in 1992 I I didn't know about this George H.W. Bush he just it wouldn't be funny if he like died anytime near then but he didn't he was only 67 and he died like 25 years later or something so he just like passed out and vomited in the Japanese prime minister's lap and you and I watch this like grainy security video or whatever. And it's like, there's like this fancy music. It's like this ballroom and everything like that. <laughs> and, then, and then like the music stops and everybody's freaking out. Cause he just puked in the Japanese prime minister's lap. And it's just even funnier to me. Cause, cause like George HW Bush is like hard ass, tough guy, ex CIA. Right. You know what I mean? And he has this like huge humiliating moment. So for me, that's fun <laughs> because I'm a terrible person. Um, but only because he's a politician. That's you know I'm not I'm not a totally horrible person. Uh, okay, yeah. Back to January 9th, National Law Enforcement Day. Love your love your law enforcement people for sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's talk about thankless job. We have one, um, but nowhere near as thankless as what they do. And um, move over
1: when they're pulling somebody over. Oh like, God, I, so stupid. What are you doing? Get yeah, the it, highest. Well, Risk.
0: yeah, first of all, get the fuck over when their lights are on, like, yeah. you know, any emergency vehicle. And also, yeah, move over and slow the fuck down when they have somebody pulled over. Like, they shouldn't have to worry about wanna, that
1: shit. I want to run people off the road when I see them just not move over and, like, not slow down.
0: Yeah. For I mean, li- they're literally, like, thinking about, like, do I need to have my weapon ready? Or, like, they need to be focusing on a lot of other things, whether they're going to get fucking crushed by somebody, you know, driving behind them. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, just mentioned Kareem Abdul-Jabbar 1972, his bucks beat the Lakers to snap the Lakers 33 game winning streak. Uh, this was in 1972 as well. And, um, that is the longest winning streak. It, like we couldn't believe it. Cause we were like, we were looking into the bulls, the warriors, all those, um, that's the longest winning streak in, um, major American professional sports still to this day. Uh, but yeah, 33, 33 games for the Lakers, uh, snapped in 1972. But yeah, uh, but Kareem Abdul Jabbar had 39 points, excuse me, 39 points that night for the Bucks. Um, obviously, most people think of Kareem Abdul Jabbar as a Laker. He wasn't traded to the Lakers until 75. And, uh, great one to end on. 1493, Christopher Columbus saw quote unquote manatees, this fucking moron. No,
1: quote unquote
0: mermaids. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. He said, yeah. He's, Jesus, I'm a moron. Um, <laughs> but he's a moron too. And, uh, yeah. So he saw mermaids and, uh, this is a direct quote from his diary or whatever the fuck he had. Um, he described them as not half as beautiful as they are painted.
1: They're manatees.
0: Oh, man. Because, the, yeah, because they were manatees. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever, man. People were so dumb back then. Like, I know people are going to say that about us in 500 years. But, man. Just, I didn't fuck a manatee. That's all I know. As a, yeah. I mean, and he presumably did. I don't know. Um, seriously, there's still statues of this guy. And I mean. We, like we 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 could go down like a long list of why he's terrible, but this is one of the more fun things to make fun of him for. Oh, yeah. So um, this is a good nugget to find. I appreciate you finding this. <sighs> yeah, that's great. I, I want to find the rest of that diary entry. Uh, but anyway, I think that's a good place to wrap up the show on a on a positive note. <laughs> so thank you, everybody for being here. Um, thank you, Cat TV for giving us this equipment. and thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Alex Grohl, for this song, Noisy Neighbors. Find his stuff on Pixabay, everybody. Thank you, Mike, for doing this show with me. And uh, thank you, Mom. Thank you, Dad. And uh, thank you, Shannon. And uh, it's only going to get better. Thank you, guys.
1: I think that was the best one we've done in a while.